it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, we are fresh off one hell of a weekend. SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36 are in the books. And we now move towards Extreme Rules in September. And that first stop was in San Diego for Monday Night Raw. This is your Raw review for August 23rd, 2021. And by God, I thought we were in some trouble <laughs> to to start off this show. Um, as we all know, for some reason, Raw has been lacking, I guess is the best phrase for it, without being completely negative. Um, something just, it, it just hasn't clicked and I'm desperate to try to figure out what it is and why it's happening. There were some spots tonight where I wondered, <laughs> I honestly wondered if I should continue to do these because there's almost no excuse for some of the stuff that's happening. But then other things happened during the show that were like, all right, now I understand why I do this. So while some parts, yes, are frustrating as hell, other things are, are worth it. So we will get into the show, and I'll give my grade at the end like I always normally do. Also, while you're listening, go to our Twitter account, Above the Ring. Vote in our poll. If you watched Raw, let us know what you thought. Standard grades A through F. Let us know. So, getting into the show itself. Kicks off with the almighty WWE champion. Coming out to the ring with MVP. We're trying to establish who's next after his referee stoppage match at SummerSlam against Goldberg. We needed to see, you know, who would be next in line to possibly challenge Lashley. 
well, the uh, the champion and MVP basically trying to paint themselves as these, you know, noble people that, oh, we were just defending ourselves against a random person who jumped in the ring and and, and attacked Lashley. And Lashley did what he would do to any of you out in the crowd. Put him in the hurt block, et cetera, et cetera. Had no idea that it was Gage, Goldberg's son. And all this nonsense. And then we get a bit of a surprise. The newly crowned United States champion, Damian Priest, makes his way to the ring. Champ says that he's he's heard enough that Lashley and MVP are the cowards, not everybody else. And that Damian Priest wants himself a piece tonight. We have a little bit of a brawl, but... We go to our first break, and Lashley's heading to the back to change to come back out. So, believe it or not, Raw started off with a brand new matchup. Not a rematch. Couldn't believe it. Almost fell over. So we start off with in-ring action. Lashley taking on Damian Priest. But, unfortunately... As you know how these things are. This is Monday Night Raw, so we can't have nice things. <laughs> Sheamus hits the ring, attacks Priest, causing the DQ. Then both Drew, I'm not sorry, then both Sheamus and Lashley start attacking Damian Priest, which then prompts Drew McIntyre to come out to help him out. We go to break again. So clearly, you've been following, you know what's going to happen next, player. We have ourselves a tag team match. I know. Shocker. (laughs) So, it is Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre taking on Lashley and Sheamus. Very hard-hitting affair. Lashley, though, at the end of the match, or towards the end of the match, says, screw it. He leaves Seamus high and dry. Seamus obviously not very happy about this, but when he turns around, he eats a Claymore from Drew. And that's it. One, two, three. Drew and Priest are your winners. But what happens a little later down the, down the show was exactly what I had hoped for. I talked about this during both the pre-show and post-show about Sheamus, how now that he's dropping the U.S. title, he needs to go immediately for the WWE Championship. And what does he do? He finds Lashley in the back, demanding to know what had happened. Lashley said, I don't owe you anything. They get into it a little bit. And next week... Sheamus versus Lashley. Not a title match, but it's a match. This is what I've wanted. I'm excited for this. This should be really, really good. After that, they interviewed 
Dewdrop, especially after what had happened at SummerSlam, saying that she's she's done with Eva, saying how she was wrong for associating herself with Eva Marie. And while she hated the name Dewdrop in the beginning, it's now grown on her. It's her name, and she's going to make something with it. So, rip Piper Nevin, but we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, for Dewdrop, she gets attacked by Eva Marie in one of those big backstage crates. Basically, just repeatedly runs into her and lays her out. So, clearly, we're going to have ourselves a match between the two of them down the road. And, obviously, I have a feeling that Eva Marie is going to get her butt just completely destroyed. So, hey, it is what it is. After that, we, uh, I think, officially hit that low point that I was talking about. Karrion Cross had a match with Ricochet. So I'm like, all right, they've gone fully into him being on Raw. That's fine. You know, he just lost the NXT title to Samoa Joe at NXT TakeOver, so it's only natural we continue to move on. But what I didn't expect was the gear change. Cross came out with a gladiator-style red helmet and these straps that went across his body like an X fashion. So I immediately, I thought of Gladiator. Other people thought of Demolition, which also does make perfect sense. I was just... I I, I don't understand what the main roster creative is trying to do with Cross. I don't understand it. He had the perfect entrance in NXT with Scarlet. So what have they done? They removed Scarlet. They removed his smoke that he had, his entrance, the camera cuts, everything. They removed it all. He's just now, generic gladiator number two. It's just like... I mean, yes, he, he absolutely destroyed Ricochet and won the match in pretty much record fashion with his cross jacket. But it's the, the presentation. They couldn't drop the ball anymore with this. And it, it's really, really sad. Because I've seen Cross in multiple promotions, and he's always been displayed as a badass. I don't know why they thought that this was a good idea. Uh, somebody had said on, on online that this reminded them of 1995 WWF, and I completely agree. It's just that over-the-top nonsense that isn't necessary anymore. Nobody's going to believe it. And it's not like the whole smart marks thing. It's just most people who watch Raw 
probably know of NXT, especially since it's on the same network two days later. They know who Karrion Cross is. They know he's not a gladiator. They know he's not demolition. So why, in God's name, do you change something like an entrance that was so perfect? It just completely ruins his mystique. And it's just another and unfortunate long line of NXT call-ups that have been handled so terribly by the main roster creative that it's just, I've lost count at this point. So, I I don't know what else to expect, but I can just hope that maybe one day they'll continue to turn it around. I don't know. So after that match was done, we had yet another point that was, for me, honestly, a complete waste of time. We had our next episode of Moist TV with special guest Logan Paul, which the first time that he was on WWE television, nobody gave a shit about. The whole segment was with Sami Zayn and with Kevin Owens. Owens giving him the stunner. I thought it was the last time we'd ever see him on TV. But no, he shows up again. And the crowd... Let him have it. Like, this was worse go-away heat than anything I think Xbox has ever experienced in his career. It was it was god-awful. And he just read his lines like it was nothing. And it was just like... <sighs> creative needs to listen. Management needs to listen. This entire thing was useless. Morrison looked... Com- little lost in this whole thing. Miz actually came out and saved the segment. He turned babyface on uh, on Logan Paul, asking when his brother was going to get knocked out and then his next boxing match. And it was just... It was just, yeah. It was just... I, I, <laughs> I don't even know what to say with this. But... After this, things started to turn around. Xavier Woods came out, had his match with the Miz, and won with the most powerful move in all of sports entertainment the small back. <laughs> so after this, Morrison gets in the ring trying to console. Miz after the loss. He tried to use a drip stick and it missed both Woods and Miz, but it was enough for Xavier Woods to get the win after the small distraction that it did cause. Morrison seemed to talk him out of whatever was going on. And everything seemed to be fine. They both got drip sticks and they're you know, spraying them out into the crowd. And then Something happened that I've been waiting for for a very long time. Miz, once again, turns on Morrison like he he did so many years ago. Just lays out Morrison, completely obliterates him in the ring. And 
went from a heel to a face right back to a heel in about 20 minutes. And it was actually pretty awesome to see. No pun intended. So, Miz and Morrison, thankfully, are over. Miz is a much better heel. And Morrison has been way too, quote-unquote, over for this whole thing that he's been doing. So, we're back to a more serious John Morrison. Back to when he was maybe Johnny Mundo, for those of you who listened to Lucha Underground and watched Lucha Underground back in the day. Y'all remember how serious he was as Johnny Mundo. So, we'll see. Next week, we have yet another match that they have already talked about. The Miz versus John Morrison. Morrison got his match. He says, after next week, everything is done. Never again will we worry about anything to do with the Miz. They'll go off on his own. So that match should be fun to watch. We then had singles action between Jinder Mahal and Mansoor. That match ending in disqualification with Mansoor getting the win. We then shifted gears to Charlotte, the 12-time women's champion, basically just coming out and stating that she's going to lead the women's division into the next revolution. Or revolution. <laughs> next women's evolution. Apologies for that. But she was eventually interrupted by Miss Bliss herself with Lily. Stating that she just wanted to say hi. So it looks like Shiloh has her next challenger for the title. And that should be a very interesting dynamic. So we'll see what happens with that. After that, we had our women's tag team match as Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley took on Shayna Baszler and Nia, Nia Jax. And Nikki and Rhea do get the victory here. And funny enough, I actually really like this odd pairing. With Nikki so over-the-top happy, and Rhea's just a hate-everything type. And it's just they mesh so well together. Um, especially how this match, after the match ended, Nikki literally jumped in Rhea's arms and Rhea's face was just like complete disgust. And then it was just like, oh, I just can't be mad at you. And just, just laughing. And it's just, it, it, it works so well. So I'm interested to see where these two go from, you know, from now on. Because obviously there's issues between Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. So I do not expect that tag team to last for too much longer. And I have to say thank God for that. Because both of them honestly deserve a singles run, especially Shayna. Shayna's worked so hard, and she used to be so dominant, and now she's eating all the pins. <laughs> so she needs a good run. After that, we had a tag team celebration for the new Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro. Riddle got Randy a magic scooter with Randy's name on it, with hearts and purple tassels and the whole nine yards and Randy looked so mad. <laughs> but of course, he didn't have much much chance to to do anything after that because they were interrupted by AJ Styles and Domas. AJ stating that 
he's going to kick Riddle's ass like he did the previous week, which those of you, if you remember, the only reason why AJ won is because Omas got involved just by being there. It distracted Riddle enough for AJ to take advantage and get the win. So this was actually the only rematch of the night. And what a great main event this was. Riddle and AJ Styles put on some of the most fantastic matches. And this time, while Omos once again tried to get involved, Randy was there this time to kind of fight him off. Omos was kind of, you know, imposing his will. And then Randy grabbed the scooter that was given to him by Riddle. Instead of beating on Omos, which distracted AJ enough for Riddle to get the win. And then AJ trying to get out. And Randy goes, no, 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 not so fast. RKO's him, drops him in the middle of the ring. And that's how the show ends. So after an abysmal start of the show, the last hour, hour and a half, pretty good stuff. I'll give it a 77, a high C, for the last back half of the show for how good it's done. The beginning was bad. It was real bad, folks. They have a lot of things they need to fix, a lot of stuff they need to change. But, like I said, my grade, I give it a high C tonight. Um, Please, like I said, if you have a chance, go on to our Twitter account, which is above the ring, and vote in our poll. Let us know what you guys thought of the show last night if you watched it. We've got 23 votes in 24 minutes that it's been up as of the time of this taping, so the vote will be live for 24 hours like it normally is. And just let us know. Now, those of you who might be listening are wondering, well, what happened to your SmackDown study last week, Scott? Well, obviously with the time crunch and everything going on, I decided to kind of blend that a little bit into the pre-show. So, yes, it wasn't a full coverage of the show. And trust me when I say this, SmackDown last week was pretty pedestrian from what it has been. So you honestly really didn't miss all that much besides the stuff that I mentioned on the show. So next um, this weekend, obviously things will return back to normal. We'll have our SmackDown study that will come out on Saturday. Uh, Sam and I will have our 106th episode of Above the Ring for next Monday, and then we go right back into it next week with All Out for AEW. Uh, We're tossing around some ideas with our boys over at um, Back to the Ring. We might be doing an All Out pre-show, so stay tuned. We'll let you know when we get a little closer what's going to be happening with that. But guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, please, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. I'm sorry. My gosh. See, I get so stuck in my stuff. Follow us at Above the Ring. We are so close, so close to 4,900 followers on Twitter. We're pressing for that 5K, so please help us get there. We'd love to be able to do it. 
as soon as possible. Maybe by all out, I think that would be great. Just need a hundred and, and something people. So please like, share, subscribe, all that, follow, get us to 5K. I think that would be fantastic. You can also find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as well. The ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere. Subscribe to JStream. You can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that's out there. If it's on a pla- if you're on a podcasting platform that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way, you can do all your one-stop shopping. Get a little about uh, get a little bedlam in your day from above the ring, guys. Thank you once again so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. We hope we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. NXT is tomorrow. Or by the time people listen to this tonight, <laughs> um, it's it's another action-packed week of wrestling. And we are excited to talk about it. So, guys, once again, appreciate you. Thank you so much. And don't forget to join the bedroom. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.